I'm Holly. And I'm Haley. Welcome to Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia. back and I'm better than ever yeah not really but <laughs> I'm here oh gosh um yeah that's 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 about how my week went <laughs> yeah I I had a rough week I just <clears throat> had a lot um there's just a lot I'm just exhausted me too like I'm just tired we went to celebrate um my friend Emily's um, birthday recently and I'm still kind of struggling just recouping from that recouping from and that. that was what February yeah it's March it's March I'm <laughs> so, still still struggling still, wow all right that's, <laughs> no. a lot of, that's weeks of struggle oh, no. that's okay that's all right it's we struggle fine. sometimes yeah. it's fine I'm looking at my sweatshirt right now I'm like what's this stain it's um carrots from your son from your child. Yeah. That's he great. threw carrots at you. Sorry about that. carrots at me. Sorry about that. It's really good. Um, no, it's fine. I was like, you know what? I could change, but I'd like to just keep that with me. That's a, that's actually good birth control. If it you think is. about it. It is. You look down and you're like, oh, oh yeah. my God. That's what I'd have if to do. If I with. don't take precautions, I could have a child throwing crap at me too. Mm-hmm. I yeah. could have carrots just thought it constantly. Was, yeah. He... It was actually an accident. He didn't mean to do it, but, no, you know, still. We, that's what we say. It was when accident. we throw stuff at right. people. It was an accident. I didn't mean to throw that. Whoopsie. Stapler at your face. Who was it that I always wanted to take their stapler and put it in Jello? Didn't we have a colleague that I wanted to do, like, on the office? There's many colleagues that I could think would that would be good for. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool idea thank mm-hmm. you dwight root yes we'll see dwight root <laughs> uh, what is this story about today so this is kind of a weird story because it's not a murder it's really not even a missing person it's just weird all right goodbye folks um, see you later <laughs> so okay not a murder not a missing person. it has to do with the appalachian trail Jeez. i mean there's a person involved okay but um, I read a really, really good article done by um, an investigative journalist um, on Wired was where I got most of this story. And the writer's name is um, Nicholas Thompson. Okay. So I kind of followed his article and like pulled things and then pulled some stuff from some other sources too and plugged in here to like make it make a little more sense to tell in this way. But if you want to read like a deep dive and really get into the story it was really good okay so wired article uh nicholas thompson is his name so noted here we go all right so a year and a half before he was found dead in a tent in florida in 2018 a man began walking the appalachian trail starting in new york he met hundreds of people on the trail and charmed them all He told people he was from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, that he worked in tech in New York. 
He never told anyone his real name, only his trail name, which was mostly harmless. Have you heard about this? No. Um, just quick thoughts coming okay. through my head. Okay. Number one, I didn't know that you have trail names. Is this oh yeah, a that's thing? a whole. That's a huge thing. To have a trail name. To have a trail name. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like specific to the the AT or if it's like a made like everywhere, but just, I think like through through hikers usually have. So what would your trail name be? I don't know, and I don't know. Softly ginger. <laughs> Prob- probably. <laughs> <laughs> dying scene red dying inside <laughs> as i'm like that's so out of shape um <laughs> literally dying mine would be just dying, dying. like i mean <laughs> <Actually why dead. laughs> on this trail oh my god <laughs> why am i here <laughs> so his was mostly mostly harmless this is uh, i don't like that because what's the we're gonna get into it we're gonna get into that it. Feels okay. Nope. All right. So he traveled with no phone or ID, uh, carried only cash and no credit cards. His fingerprints showed up in no databases, and his image didn't show up when ran through facial recognition software. So he's never been arrested. Right. Okay. His body was found in Collier County, Florida, and authorities were stumped. He made it very far. Yep. They well, and he'd been on the trail for, um, let's see, a year and a half. Okay. And usually, it only takes folks about six months to make it to hike the the whole thing. I mean, if you're like a, I mean, avid it would hiker. take me like five years, but um, avid hiker with a cool trail name. Right. It's going to take you probably about six months to the Appalachian Trail, from what I've read. Six to eight months. And- you know, he said he was a tech guy. Yeah. So interesting that a tech guy would, you know, not be found with any kind of tech. Right. Hmm. Yeah. He was found with nothing. But a tent. Uh, yeah. Authorities were certain that he had died of natural causes um, and he was found inside of a yellow tent. Okay. Like a single person yellow tent. Right. People knew that he had to belong to someone. Um, somebody has to be missing this guy. Uh, a North Carolina woman um, named Natasha Teasley started a Facebook group with the sole purpose of identifying him. And she, I think, if I'm getting my, and I may have my stories mixed up, but she's what they call um, a trail angel. So, uh, again, I don't know if it's specific to the, the Appalachian Trail, but, like, I know people who do this. Um, there are people who will either set up at, like, like off points of the trailer, like, you know, entrance sites or whatever, or like drive along and, you know, they'll pick people up and take them into town or like have like restock supplies for them. Or they'll, they're like part of a network of like, Hey, you can send, you know, restock packages or something to our address and we'll like hold them for you. That's really and nice. Like, it's really neat. It's a really cool community. That is, of people. I would need first aid. And they call it, like, you'll see hikers be, like, you know, a little piece of trail magic or whatever, so like, meeting sweet. these people. And, you know, it's really neat. It's a really neat um, process. I know some of my uh, close friends do that for, like, well, there's a 
drop point in um, Hot Springs, North Carolina. And so I know people that will go and like pick people up and take them into town and, you know, let them do what they need to do and take them back to the trail. Wow, it's really sweet. So it's neat. It's a neat like thing. So this is a pretty common thing. Um, but I think she was one of these people and she had like seen him before hmm. on the trail, like knew of this guy. Yeah. So she, her purpose was, you know, we want to put a name to this guy. This dead body. Right. Yeah. Um, online sleuths, so your web sleuths, <laughs> uh, looked through every missing person's database they could find um, and found nothing. Several stories started to theorize, you know, like maybe this was a, just somebody who wanted to escape the modern world. Um, maybe he was trying to escape a medical diagnosis. You know, maybe he had gotten word that he had some type of, like, terminal illness and was like, you know what? I'm not going to deal with it. I'm going to get on the trail and, like, spend my last days or, like, while I still feel good. Or someone who had committed a crime, hadn't gotten caught, and was hiding. Or somebody is after him. Mm -hmm. You know, getting out there. All right. So this is where we kind of go into that article by um, Nicholas Thompson I was talking about um, from Wired. Um, And he published an article that got more than 1.5 million views on it right away. Uh, The internet sleuths were at it again. They came in with tips and theories. There were photos in this article that included one of a long scar on mostly harmless on his abdomen. He had a big scar. Um, He had perfect teeth. This led people to believe, you know, he had good dental care. So it was probably somebody who was at least middle class. Um, and also maybe somebody who had had an illness that required, you know, surgery. I mean, that almost sounds like like an open heart surgery or, I mean, I guess it didn't go from the chest, but yeah, abdomen. abdomen. Like so maybe some type of like. Gallbladder. Right. Surgery. Something, yeah. some type of surgery. Yeah. Something like that. Um, some people reported that he had signed into hostels as Ben Blimey. Um, so now he's got kind of another name to go on. Um, internet sleuths, you know, they were getting things done. On the trail, Mostly Harmless carried a notebook full of ideas for Screeps, which I don't understand what it is, but it's apparently like an online strategy game for programmers. So way above my head. I say I like computer technology programming. Don't basically understand any I of it. I can I can turn it on and I mm-hmm. can get on the internet. Yes, I can do what I need to for work, and that is same, all I can do. Same. Um, so this is kind of like it was his thing. Uh, a group of digital forensics experts went through the accounts of every possible user who had been on Scrapes until April 2017, which is when he would have started walking the trail. Yeah. Um, a woman named Sahar Bigdeli, Bigdeli, I don't know how you say her last name. Um, she actually arranged for one of the country's leading isotope analysts to study his teeth to see if they could figure out where he lived. Because you can usually tell based on your teeth, yeah, like fluoride and, and yeah, you know the water affects your teeth. Right. Um, a geno- gen- genomics, genomics. Genomics, whatever. Yeah. Um, pretty much a DNA company. Expert, yeah. Yes. They took some of his DNA to do genetic analysis to try to identify who he was. Uh, they began searching in um, GEDmatch, mm-hmm. 
and to try to find you know any type of possible relative yep to see if there was you know, anybody out there um what they were able to find was that he had cajun roots um his family had come from assumption parish louisiana and that there were family members with the name rodriguez interesting and we knew he said originally that he was from baton rouge right. so we know yes right. louisiana okay that's where we can kind of focus our search um, in December, photographs made their way to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where a group of friends saw them. One of them called the police and told detectives that she knew who this person was. Like, she knew that this was someone she knew. She said she recognized the face um, and knew about the scar. Uh, the handwriting in the journal and the coding style was also familiar to her. So she like had worked with this person in a like a professional setting knew every like knew this stuff uh the investigative journalist got a call from someone who had made a tip earlier and said what they'd figured out you know who the person was finally so they had a name of vance john rodriguez was the name um he was sent photos of rodriguez and they looked like a match so the journalists went and talked to some of the friends from Baton Rouge, um, and he and others involved in the case worked hard and were able to confirm his identity as being Vance John Rodriguez. Um, and it was officially confirmed when the DNA matched to Rodriguez's mother. So they were able to take DNA from her and do the matching, and, you know, 100% this is who this is. Gotcha. Um, so over this, you know, year, year and a half long time frame everybody kind of had this their own story that they had built so this like romanticized story about this guy who like who he was what this story was um unfortunately <laughs> because this is the kind of podcast we are it was not a romance but it was a tragedy oh instead ended in tragedy too uh-oh all right let's talk about vance john rodriguez so he was born in February 1976 near Baton Rouge. Um, he had a twin sister and an older brother. Friends reported that his father had, quote, hurt him, but no one really knew any, like, details. There was no reports, like, nothing to be said about, like, what type of abuse, abuse he was or suffering. Hurt. Yeah. Right. Um, when he was 15, he took a gun um, and went into a field to kill himself. Yeah shot himself in the stomach no wonder as he was laying there bleeding to death he decided you know what i don't want to die and he threw his hand in the air and someone in a passing truck actually saw him and pulled over oh. we're able to get him the help he needed saved his life saved his life um he had several surgeries and that was what it caused the scar on his stomach gotcha. um at 17 rodriguez was emancipated from his parents uh, then he lived with a friend who had helped. That was the one who had helped to identify him. Um, and he lived with her for a while. She said, you know, he was angry a lot, mostly at his parents who um, had institutionalized him after his suicide attempt. Mm. Um, I read in an article that, you know, they, she had actually, this friend had like reached out to his parents to be like, hey, or his mom, um, to say, you know, hey, they found your son. Your son. Um, 
here's kind of what's going on. And the mom responded with, we have no comment. Mm-hmm. So just, I don't think really. But at the same time, the mom was willing to submit her DNA yeah. to prove that it was him. So she obviously that had or some care. been arrested. Maybe it was oh. the system. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And could it could be. be, you know, she could just be. really didn't want to deal with. There's a lot of hurt there, too, maybe. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, Bring up the past. Right. So after graduating high school, he enrolled at the University of Southwestern Louisiana. Uh, there he met Randall Godzo, who, you know, would become a, a pretty good friend um, and a kind of on and off roommate over the next five years. Godzo shared that they were both big computer nerds. Um, he remembered Rod- Rodriguez playing video games for up to 18 hours a day. Holy cow. Which is a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> um, he would go through long spells of depression. He said um, he was depressed and moody a lot. And Godzo stated that he didn't remember Rodriguez graduating. So he didn't think he had graduated from college. Gotcha. So. However, he had all these tech skills. I mean, you don't have to go to college to mm-hmm. have the skill set. No, no, clearly. Um, and he had a really good understanding of computers and of coding and of tech and you know he knew what he was doing i went to college and i don't have any skill sets same (laughs) i just look cute he does know how to talk about murder um, sometimes occasionally um so he was able to find a job and started working for an e-commerce company in baton rouge called shopper's circle or Shopper's Choice. Sorry, not Circle. Mm-hmm. I don't know where Circle came from. Sounds like a coupon website. I know, and I couldn't exactly figure out like what it was. Yeah. But Shopper's Choice. Uh, he was recognized there as one of the most talented engineers on the team. Um, and actually, some of his code is still used in that company. Like the code that he wrote for them. Like it's still, wow. like they're still using it. Um, apparently, he ate once a day. He wore all black, had hair down to his waist. Uh, one day, he cut all of his hair off and gave it to Locks of Love. Um, he self-medicated with drinking and chocolate, which, I mean, same at times. I was going to say, who doesn't? <laughs> right? We all have our vices. <laughs> uh, he got involved with a woman um, and was in a relationship with her for about five years. Um, however, she claims that he was abusive both emotionally and physically to her maybe repeating patterns sounds the past. like some repeating traumas there yeah yeah which is horrible for her i mean absolutely what an awful situation to be in um he decided to move to new york after finishing college um with a woman he had you know started dating after being um breaking up with the other or the other relationship ending um, she goes by K in the article, so I'll just kind of stick with it. I think she wants to be... K-A-Y or just K? Just K. Okay. Just the letter K. Um, just to be anonymous, which... Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, K said that, you know, he was romantic and sweet. Um, first off, like, when they were together, but that things changed pretty quickly in the mm. relationship. Um, he would stop talking to her if she said something that he disagreed with. Uh, he didn't want to go out and see the city at all with her. Um, just wanted to stay in. He told her that he had had a bad, had had bad relationships over the years. Um, he'd locked her out of the apartment one day after an argument. 
Um, and this was a behavior that he would do often after getting mad at her, would like lock her out of the apartment, which is not great. Not good. Well, no, I mean. Very controlling. Especially if it was cold outside. Right. Well, and the one time she mentioned it, she was like, you know, I just got out of the shower. I didn't have any clothes on. Oh, my gosh. We were in an argument about something, and he, like, kicked her out of the apartment and, like, locked the door. So she's outside, like, with no clothes on. Jeez. Um, Kay was actually injured in the 2016 bombing on West 23rd Street in Manhattan. I don't know if you remember that one. It was a... um, a bomb went off, I think it was during a bike race or something. I wasn't in the city in 2016. Um, I was in the city for the bombing at, there was a bombing at one of the subway stations when I was living in New York. Hmm. But this was before that. Um, several people died. Um, it was down by where the um, World Trade Center is, I think. Gotcha. Down on 23rd. Um, so it's downtown Manhattan. Anyway, um, she had PTSD from the incident, and she said that Rodriguez hated caring for her through that mental health issue. Well, it seems like he had his own, and he could not take on hers. Uh, She said that he would actually keep a log of all the times that she needed, like, help doing things. Um, And he would lock her out in the dark sometimes, which was a major trigger for her panic attacks. I'm sure. It was really, really bad. Um, he also threatened to dox her if she ever moved out. I don't know if you know what doxing is. Mm-mm. From what I understand, it's it can be kind of like... It's really just destroying someone's whole entire life and reputation through the internet. So, like, whether or not he had explicit photos of her or would alter photos... My God. Or, you know, put her information or name on dangerous sites, her address, like credit card information, just like really destroy her life oh my God. through the internet. And of course she was like, I mean, with his skills, obviously it, he could do it. Yeah. Wow. Um, she, you know, I don't know how she did it, but she still moved out that Good winter. She got out and she, you know, she did it. Good for her. Um, yeah, terrifying. Uh, at this time, he reached out to Godso, who stated that Rodriguez had told him that he was going going to kill himself. That he had called him and was starting Well, and I mean, he's he's done it before. He's mm-hmm. attempted to kill himself in the past. He's actually pulled the trigger, so right. I wouldn't put it past him. Right. And I don't know. It doesn't sound like Godso did anything about it about this i mean and it could have been a situation where he's called and told him this a million times right and so it's a repeated pattern he's like dude you know you need help like you've got to talk to somebody yeah yeah so i don't know and he very well may have called somebody but it didn't say in the article that he did and i think godso was still in like louisiana right so So it's like what is he gonna do what can i do right yeah um, in January 2017, he wrote in an online Slack channel for Screeps users. Now, Slack is, if you don't know, I didn't know until I worked in the corporate world. Um, it's like an a instant lot. message. System. Yeah, it's like an internal messaging, yeah, like back and forth kind of thing you can share. You can, like, have different groups and, you know, work groups in there, and it's, it's pretty useful. Um, I think it can be pretty heavily monitored like secretly by 
admin. So that's always kind of freaky. So I really didn't use it much when I was yeah. <laughs> working somewhere that used it. Yeah. Um, but he had posted in that channel in January 2017. Um, the message said, quote, I'm mostly harmless for now. End quote. So there's the name that comes up. In mid-April, he posted his last message in the Slack, and he headed into the woods. Which is weird from everyone that talked about him and from everything I read, because this was not a guy that liked the outside. I mean, he wouldn't even go tour the city with his girlfriend. He right. wanted to stay indoors. This is not a guy that is big on... See, that's the same thing with me. Like, if you found me on the trail, no, something went awry, something happened. <laughs> something happened, she yeah. lost her mind. And... Holy cow, what's she doing in a tent? Right, 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 yes. She glamps. <laughs> so it did seem like he left in a hurry. Um, his mm. landlord said that when he went to open the apartment eight months later... Well, that took a while. It took a beat. Here's the thing, if the rent doesn't come in... <laughs> You come in, get rid of his crap, and it's back on the market. Well, and I wonder, maybe, did he pay that much up front? Maybe he did. Maybe this was very premeditated. Right. Was this a pre-planned thing? Yeah. But when he opened the apartment, he found unopened food, along with Mm. his passport, wallet, and credit cards were all just in the apartment. But to me, that sounds almost like, you know, he wants to be off the grid. If he prepaid up to eight months, that's typically how long it would take somebody to hike the trail. Right. So maybe he had that, I'll be back. Yeah. I'm just going to go and do this, find myself, maybe, you know, take some time out in nature, rough it. Right. Like, figure out what I'm made of. This is what I need, potentially. Possibly. Um, He apparently spent the next... 15 months on the trail. According to friends who saw the photographs of him on the trail, they said he looked healthier than they had ever seen him. Uh, They couldn't believe he was smiling. Um, You know, and all the pictures I saw, he looked like a normal guy, a normal happy guy out just hiking the trail. Maybe that's what he needed. Maybe it was. Um... He was charming and personable with people on the trail, um, you know, which the K had said, you know, fits because they only knew him in passing, not like they're not having you know, not living with long him. relationships with him, living with him for a long period of time. So they don't right. really know the, the real guy. Yeah. Right. The real mostly harmless. Right. Um, he had a lot of cash from his time in the tech world, so money was, you know, no issue for him. So he could, Same. you know, get the supplies he needed. He could get the equipment that he needed. Um, so he wasn't needing, like... He could pay rent. Right. He wasn't needing bank cards. He wasn't needing any of this. He wow. Had, he was fine. Same. I wish. (laughs) Um, His family was not in touch. Um, His girlfriend wanted nothing to do with him. Um, And his friends in Louisiana figured, you know, he just cut ties. And, you know, he'd pop back up at some point. Yeah. Which he may have had a history of before. Right. Seemed like he was kind of one of those guys that would, you know, kind of pop in and out of people's lives and show up and, 
you know, cause a little bit of chaos and <laughs> kind of leave. Yeah. Sort of situation. Um, the timeline of his last two months are pretty unclear. By the time that two hikers found his body on July 23rd of 2018, his body weighed 83 pounds. Oh my God. So, so they said he looked so good, but he's wasting away. Right. Okay. So he weighed 83 pounds. Wow. He had money on him and was just a few miles away from a major highway. So it's not like he got stuck there mm-hmm. and like couldn't get off the trail. Or like he wasn't injured. Nobody harmed him. Nobody he was, harmed him. I mean, maybe he was just harming himself. He was just starving to death. Or he didn't have the skills to live outside and right. was dying that way. And that's kind of the two theories here. Um, some believe that the elements, you know, finally just caught up with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't an experienced hiker. He may not have known what he was doing. But it was survived. Florida. And he survived 15 months. Granted, it's July in Florida. Yeah, it's pretty No hot. thank you for that. No, not without air conditioning. No. Um, maybe a so beach resort. Maybe he, you know, that's what got him. But people thought, like you said, he's been on the trail 15 months. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Right. Um, his friends thought more that maybe he had had, you know, one of his depressive episodes where he, you know, wouldn't deal with anything and would just lay down and sleep. Like when And he, just didn't wake up. Right. Yeah. Um, Kay said, you know, that he would often ignore problems and sleep until they were gone. Which is, you see that a lot with depressed people. There's a Absolutely. lot of sleeping, getting out of bed is hard. Um, Physically painful. Like it actually, it is an actual pain that mm-hmm. they feel. Yep. Um, even just br- like simple things like brushing your teeth is a challenge. Yeah. Taking a shower is like a, a huge hurdle, not even to think about making something to eat. Exactly. Or cooking or, you know. Well, and you find with depression, a lot of folks go one way or the other, which is overeating. Mm-hmm. That, you know, when I'm sad, I just That's me. Binge. Same. <laughs> I am that person. I am too. Um, or the other way of when folks are depressed, they just don't eat at all. They don't have the, they're not hungry. I'm a depressive eater. I'm an anxious non-eater. I'm an anxious cleaner. Oh, me too. I do that too. Yeah. And I met somebody finally, I met somebody um, in grad school. We worked together and both of us, we had a really, really intense day. And we both just immediately started cleaning, aggressively cleaning. <laughs> we did not talk to any, we didn't talk to each other. We didn't talk to anybody in the room. We just aggressively cleaned for like 20 minutes. Well, and that's why you walk in my house and you're like, she must be anxious all the time. <laughs> my house is pretty clean. Yeah, your house is clean. I, I'm pretty obsessive about cleaning, mm-hmm. um, but it is a good, helps yeah. me reduce anxiety, I yeah. think. You know, get that nervous energy out, mm-hmm. it's helpful. Yeah. Everybody has their own thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's one answer that no one, or one question that no one can really answer. Why did he go in the woods in the first place? Like, he didn't tell anybody. Nobody, like, he, for all intents and purposes, everything that everybody knew about this guy, he was not a woods guy. Two theories. 
One, he was like, I'm going to do something new to find myself, something, you know, totally out of the blue, unexpected, like, maybe this is what I need in my life to figure out who I am, what I'm going through. Like, you know, I, I don't have these relationships. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just need to spend some time with myself and just figure it out. Yeah. Maybe he'd heard somebody talk about it before and he's like, yep, that's what I'm going to do. So he did it. Or... <laughs> Um, he was like, you know, just, that's it. I'm just going, you know, go out here till I die. And mm. maybe, I don't know. It's crazy. Or he had maybe committed a crime and was trying to maybe. run from it. Who knows? But that's, you know, um, the story of mostly harmless. <laughs> Please. Uh, I hope you call this episode. Oh, mostly. A hundred percent. Okay, good, 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 good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Which I mean, and I just thought it was fascinating and I thought the article that I read was so well written and uh, me telling the story doesn't do that article any justice. So go read that article. It's so good. I'll, it'll be linked. I've got your trail name. It's what is it? <laughs> Extremely dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely dangerous. I love it. Don't yeah. mess with her. She's extremely dangerous. Um, it sounds better when you whisper it, but mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, yeah, What's that's a on? that's a cool story. Thanks. Weird. That's wild. That is wild. Yeah, I'd love to know why. Maybe more like will be discovered or something. I you hope know. so. I think you know there should be some more answers. As time out goes there. along, definitely. Well, if you want to give us some feedback on this episode and all the many others, um, please shoot us an email. Ha <laughs> ha, shoot. Um, at mountainmysteries.appalachian at gmail.com. Shoot us a message on Facebook. Tell us you like us at um, Mountain Mysteries Tales from Appalachia. And you can also find us on Instagram at mountainmysteries.appalachia. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our Patreon to get bonus episodes and content at patreon.com slash mountainmysteries. Haley, do you have a shout out? I do. Um, we're going to go to Beaverdam, Wisconsin. Beaverdam, Wisconsin. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Mm, I love cheese. Oh, me too. I'm so hungry. We get lunch after this. I'm pumped. That's Me too. I'm like, I am so freaking hungry. Me too. I cannot wait. Well, all right, guys. We're going to lunch it. We hope that you have a fantastic week. Bye. Bye.